Hello and welcome to the Vistamilk podcast. I'm Emer Ferguson, the Education and Public Engagement Manager at Vistamilk SFI Research Centre. Our centre is focused on innovative pasture-based dairying and is co-funded by Science Foundation Ireland and the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. During the course of this podcast series, we will introduce you to some of our fantastic researchers and the work that they do here at the centre. For the month of March, we are highlighting women in agriculture and food technological roles and are delighted to welcome our very first guest, Dr. Eva Lewis. As part of her role as head of the food innovation team at Devonish, Eva works to improve the nutritive quality and eating quality of meat, milk and eggs in an efficient, sustainable and welfare friendly manner. Eva, during this interview, gives us an insight into the different sides of research, having worked in both academic research and industry-led research. She's interviewed today by Vistamog Site Manager for Chagask, Elizabeth Walsh. I hope you enjoy. So thank you, Eva, for joining us for our International Women's Day campaign. Um, I was wondering if you could give us a one to two minute introduction on yourself. Yeah, no problem. So uh, delighted to be here. Um, so as I said, my name is Eva Lewis uh, and I work as the head of food innovation, uh, I suppose formerly with a company called Devonish and more recently uh, with a company called Humanitive. So um, as head of food innovation, what I'm interested in doing is looking at the diet and management of animals to see can we make the animal produce even more healthy and nutritious than it even currently is. Uh, and I suppose the main project or the main product that we work on is omega-3 DHA, which is a type of fatty acid. Brilliant. So tell us, what does International Women's Day mean to you and why should we celebrate it? Um, I suppose I was thinking a little bit about this. I think maybe it's just a moment to kind of pause and reflect on like, women's achievements. Um, so I think that's the main thing. Uh, I think the other thing is that maybe, I suppose, you see a lot of kind of social media campaigns and people and different jobs and all that kind of stuff. And I think that can be really interesting and kind of inspiring for everybody, because you might actually see somebody that really resonates with you or God, I, you know, I'd really like to do that. Uh, and I think, you know, you have to see it to be it. So I think it gives great opportunity for that as well. I like your moment, so I like a moment of reflection on like women, because to today it's so busy like we don't yeah. have time to reflect and it's yeah. lovely and it's great to have those kind of stories coming out that you wouldn't normally hear on a day-to-day -day. so it's nice to reflect on it exactly I think it's brilliant yeah um, absolutely. this year's team is break the bias how do you personally interpret that and is bias something you have come across in your working life i think um i think bias is there maybe subconsciously probably you know i don't think anybody means to pass over you or you know anything like that uh, but i think people get probably pigeonholed a little bit uh, i think especially women and i think uh, mothers kind of get pigeonholed a little bit uh, and i so i think there's a bit of, like i said there's a probably a, an unconscious bias there uh, maybe a presumption that because your circumstances have changed you're not able to do the job mm -hmm. uh, or you're not able to do it as, as well as you did it. Uh, and I think, of course, circumstances change uh, and you mightn't be doing the work in the way that you did, uh, but that doesn't mean that doing it a different way isn't equally or maybe even more effective. Uh, so I think it's, you know, like I said, I, I have absolutely encountered bias. I don't think anybody 
overtly meant anything by it. Uh, but I think you do have to work a little bit harder to, to prove yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think that probably, you know, it's, it's probably an issue with women, but it's probably an issue, you know, with other, you know, with disabilities, difference, you know, there's loads of things out there. I think that we are, you know, maybe biased uh, towards or against. I think um, during, say, COVID and like the bias there about the women being the caregiver, yeah. I think it's really highlighted it at the moment. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's great to see that. Hopefully it'll keep this change going. Um, yeah. I think, um, I suppose a lot of people were kind of, their eyes opened to how much how much women were kind of working yeah. in and yeah. out of home. So it's great yeah, to absolutely. be able to break that bias now. Yeah. So of all the great female leaders, pioneers, entrepreneurs, sports people and agents for change do you have a particular yeah. role model and who and who and why I, I'm, pro- I'm probably not great for that I have to say but um I I do remember so I did my PhD in Chagas Park in pig behavior and welfare uh, under Laura Boyle and I suppose when when you I when I got into that role or I started in, in that you know position as, as a PhD student because I was working in animal behavior and welfare uh, Temple Grandin was you know, a total god and a total guru in everybody's eyes. Um, so I suppose she was somebody that I, you know, really admired and, and looked up to. And I can actually remember it's a little bit like you have to see it to be it. I remember going to a conference, you know, and seeing her like in real life. And I remember being so kind of excited and inspired by that. Uh, so I suppose she was somebody and that's back, like that's back in 2000. So that's like, that's 22 years ago now, which is a bit scary. Uh, but I suppose she was a real, like she was a, a real person that I would have, you know, admired and, and looked up to. Um, I think other than, I think outside of that, there's nobody really jumps out. I think there's probably more phrases and stuff that yeah. people, so for example, Michelle Obama said, you know, when they go low, we go high. And I think, I think that's a kind of a mantra for life, yes. to be honest. I think that's brilliant. So yeah. I think they're probably the two things that I might pick out. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. It, it's hard to find that question. It's very difficult because you're like streaming through people that you yeah. have met and you haven't met and it's very yeah. difficult. Yeah. So how do you think we can and should encourage women to pursue and achieve leadership roles in their chosen field? Um, I think you have to really kind of, well, be brave maybe is one thing um, because I think sometimes, and, and maybe it goes back to that bias or pigeonholing, I think sometimes, not always, but sometimes you might have to look outside your organization in order to move up. Yes. Um, just might be, you know, your role in the position, you know, you're in or the organization or whatever the, the structures are. Uh, or for whatever reason. So I think you really do have to kind of like reflect and say, okay, do I really, do I want to, you know, do I really want to move on? And and if you do, and it's not happening where you are, I think, yeah, like I said, you have to maybe be brave and be open to looking at what else is out there. And I think that has really improved recently, to be honest. I think people are way more mobile like than they ever were before. Um, I think... um, I think actually leadership roles maybe suit women like better. So for example, you know, would say earlier in my career, I was very much, you know, hands-on research. So uh, out with the cows in the morning and doing sampling and all that kind of stuff. Um, And actually then, like when I had children, 
like it's very hard to be like in work at six o'clock in the morning um, at that stage. So and then actually a leadership role suits you better and you mm -hmm. might be better at it. Yep. So, you know, and then to time maybe where you're feeling a little bit unsure of yourself and vulnerable in yourself, but actually, actually that's the time really to go for it. Uh, because that's when that kind of a, a role might suit you better. Uh, so I think you really have to, like I said, be brave and kind of back yourself and, and believe in yourself and, and really come back to, like, I can, I can do that and I could do that job, you know, uh, that I saw advertised and I think I could do it better than anybody else and, and go for it. Yeah, being brave and confident in yourself is yeah. important. And it's, it's interesting that I suppose years ago it would be you get your job and you wouldn't move from it you'd be there yeah. for that you'd have your yeah. service done of 20 or 30 years yeah. it's lovely to yeah. see that people I suppose are moving around and yeah. are looking around and kind of it's it's kind of I suppose it also builds your own confidence as well so it's fantastic absolutely absolutely because I think um sometimes then maybe when you go into a new company and, and a new role and you do well you go wow you know I, I kind of was right. I kind of knew I had it in me and maybe I was a little bit unsure of myself. And then you go and you make it happy. And, and it is, it's a great boost to your own confidence yeah. at that stage. And like, it's all about learning and upskilling yeah. as well. People become stagnant as well in their own yeah. kind of environment. So sometimes it's nice yeah. to have a freshness. Of Absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. As we know, in the world of work, it is not a level playing field for men and women. What has been your experience? And is there anything in particular that you know now that you would tell your younger self? I think um, it, it maybe goes back to, to what I was saying about being brave and backing yourself and maybe trusting your gut um, and maybe being a bit more. I, I think women are not as vocal, maybe sometimes as men, and even in terms of, you know, going for leadership positions or going for pay rises and all that kind of stuff. We, we're, we're not as good as we could or we should be probably. Um, I, I think as well, maybe as, a, as to my younger self is maybe to um, be a bit more aware of, you know, when you come into work, you just see the person in work and it might be a bad day or a good day. Uh, and I think probably on mature reflection, everybody has stuff going on in the other part of their lives yeah. and to just be a little bit, a little bit, a bit cognizant or aware of that. Um, and for that reason, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, just, just move on. Um, I have this kind of saying that I don't like everybody in the world. So I don't like expect everybody in the world to like me. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just mean, you know, you can, you can work with people um, and get on great with them and work um, and, you know, have a really, really good working relationship with them. They might be your best friend, but that, like, that's okay. Um, so I think, yeah, probably, like I said, on, on mature reflection, just being a bit more, just, just to, you know, a bit more cognizant of, of people, um, being a bit more vocal. Um, and like I said, trust your gut and, and back yourself. Um, what advice would you give someone who wants to be, wants to do what you do now? Um, I think, like, I, I love what I do. I, like, I love it and I love working. Um, and I think it's because I did what I was interested in. So we'll say if I go back to school, um, you know, I, I, was, I was good at maths and I was good at languages and I was, you know, I was good at loads of things. Um, 
but I, all I was interested in was animals. I had no interest in, I had no interest in business or languages or anything like that. All I was interested in was animals. And my uncle uh, used to work for Chagask and he said to me, well, actually, and I mean, I'm from the city, I'm from Cork City, my parents are both from the city. Uh, my uncle was working for Chagask in, in Oak Park and he said, well, if you, he said, study agricultural science in UCD, you can specialise in animal science. And that's what I did. And I had never heard of agricultural science. And I doubt if anybody in my school, my city school in Cork, had ever heard or done agricultural science. Um, so I think you you follow what you love, no matter what that is, and irrespective of the points. Uh, I think it's hard to say irrespective of location, because sometimes financially you have to go to the place that's closest to you or the city that you live in or whatever. Uh, but even then, you know, like I said, don't look at the points, look at what you love. There's different routes into everything. You know, you can go with the degree or you can do a PLC and do a diploma and, you know, go the whole way up. Uh, and if you do what you love, well, then you will always be really passionate about it. You will always be really interested in learning more. You'll be really interested in the people that you meet. Um, and that enthusiasm and that interest, I think, will carry you a long way then, to be quite honest with you. Um, and it's hard to fake, you know, that that enthusiasm and that interest. So I think the advice that I would give people is always do what you love. Forget about, you know, the, the points or the name of the course or whatever. Like if you love animals or you love maths or you love numbers or you love English or whatever. Uh, and sometimes maybe don't worry about the what will you be at the end of it. I mean, yes. I mean, I remember doing agricultural science. And people said, what are you going to be? And I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I was going to be. Um, and actually, it was like all my friends and I from that course went into really, really diverse jobs. So it was a great platform. Um, so like I said, I think do what you love. Don't worry about what you're going to be or what the course is called or what the points are. Like do what you love. Yes. And then that will carry you through. And I suppose in the Irish system, it's very hard to kind of find a course sometimes yeah. because yeah. you're kind of trained into like, if you like science, you go science. If you like this, yeah. you go this yeah. way. Yeah. Doctors, nurses, all the kind of, I suppose, what we'd say is like maybe the mainstream kind yeah. of courses and you kind of hear, but it's lovely to hear someone following what they really like to do and then kind of working yeah. it from there so it is because you never end up on the same path that you think you're going to be on absolutely absolutely or you find something that actually you know so you go in and we'll say you do science or ag science or whatever but then you find something in it that you're really interested in yes uh, and the other thing i think around that is maybe to ask questions um because you know okay you can read the prospectus Yes. you know and that tells you one thing but actually if you can meet somebody who maybe is even has done the course or knows somebody who's you know giving the course like when the lectures or something like that or so I think ask questions uh, definitely yeah. ask questions as well in that preparation yeah because if you might do egg science but you actually might like the policy or the management side you're you exactly. might never see a cow again in your but life that's it. exactly exactly Brilliant. yeah uh, and a lot of people like i said i was really focused like i was interested in animals mm -hmm. uh, and i also i wanted to do a phd i mean that's i knew i knew that's what i wanted to do um so i you know when i went in i had a very clear path through the system um but loads of people went in you know, uh, to do ag science um, and they didn't know what they were going to do. Uh, and you had those first two years, yes. you know, to be to be thinking about that, um, yeah. you know. So and like I said, you might go in and, as you said, think you're interested in, I don't know, biology or science or something and then do policy and go, oh, my God. Yeah. Suddenly you've opened up to economics and policy and you're wildly interested in it. 
Yeah, because I did environmental science, but I went off and did project management straight after yeah. and did my master's in that. And I was like, yeah. oh, I way prefer this. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. I have the background and it's also good to have the yeah. background of what you have yes. and then be able to kind of stand, that kind of stands to you, you'll learn it. Um, I suppose you mentioned there um, about your academic kind of career as well. Yeah. And what are the major differences between working in academic research and industry research that you have found? So I suppose um, in academic research, it, uh, okay, so it's all, of course, project based. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all, you know, with research project uh, and applying for funding. Uh, and I suppose the research projects tend to be a bit more, you know, kind of what's coming down the line um, and looking at things in a bit more depth. Um, and I suppose looking at things very holistically, you know, so we'll say if you think of all the work on Clover, you know, and you're looking at the, the, the sword and the animal and the milk that's coming out and the environmental, you know, so it's a huge, it's a real holistic, um, you know, package. Um, but like I said, it's very much trying to, you know, plan for the future. So like, what do we think is going to drive, for example, dairy farmers ahead and, you know, and, and work on that. <clears throat> In the commercial world, it tends to be a bit more immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose I've worked in very, um, I worked in first in industry in a research position uh, and then in industry in quite a technical position. So I was a purchasing manager and technical manager. um, And that was, I mean, that was really probably the best thing that I did in terms of an eye opener as to how the industry really, really worked because it was, you know, really at the cold face and it was really commercial. Um, I think so. I think the the difference is the probably the immediacy of what you're doing. Um, so in industry, like I said, if you are doing you know investigating a product or something like that, it's much more immediate. It's something probably that is maybe even available to use now when you want to see how it's working. You know, in the Irish system, yeah. in the, the the manufacturing plant that you work out of or whatever. Uh, whereas I think in the in the research system, it tends to be a bit more of that kind of medium, long-term um, yeah. type of thing. And I suppose, you know, in the in the commercial world, you have to be much more of like aware of, you know, the business and how the business works. And, you know, is there more coming in than is going out, yeah. you know, and all those kind of things. Um, but I, I have loved both, I have to say. Yeah. You know, I really, I really have. Yeah. And what are you most proud of? What has given you the greatest satisfaction in life generally and in your work specifically as well? Yeah, um, I, I think that's a, I think that's a very hard question because I think we we don't really sit back and reflect on mm. our successes, um, you know. Um, so I I suppose in my work, um, I'm proud like of the fact that I have managed successfully. To go from I did a, a PhD, I went into industry, I came back to research, and I went back to industry, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm proud of that. And I suppose I'm proud of the fact that I, I, as far as I'm aware, uh, that I left everywhere on very good terms. Uh, and I think that's actually a huge part, especially of our industry, because it's a small industry, yeah. uh, and everybody knows everyone. Uh, and I think that's another bit of advice: is to always you know, try and leave on the best terms you can, because you, 
are, you know, you, you might be back looking for a job in a number of years time, who knows, or you'll certainly meet people at conferences or, um, you know, open days or, you know, other meetings like that. So um, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Um, that would be, I think, a big thing. I, I think, you know, I don't, I'm not one to kind of pick out, I would say, small individual projects or, or things like that. Uh, I think the other thing, the, 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 the job that I'm in at the moment, um, we're trying to make, uh, I suppose, uh, this omega-3, which is a really, really healthy fatty acid, um, which none of us consume in the quantities that we should, yes. uh, mainly because we can only get it in oily fish and people don't tend to eat like yeah. any or much oily fish. Uh, and I suppose that's something that I'm proud of that we're trying to commercially, we're trying to put out a product that you know we hope will make people's lives better, actually, yeah. and healthier. Uh, so I think although it's a, I, I suppose sometimes, I think sometimes between research and, and industry, there can be a bit of, oh, you know, industry are kind of only in it for the money and of course, and it's a business. Yep. Businesses have to keep going and that's how people are employed and everything like that. So I think nobody should make an apology for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think to be able to to do the right thing, um, you know, in your job is is gives a great feeling of satisfaction as well. Yeah. Um, we hear a lot about mindfulness and work-life balance. Can you give us an insight in, into how you approach these things? Yeah. I'm probably the worst person actually to talk <laughs> like that. I uh, have um, not yet figured out uh, work-life balance. Um, so I, um, I, work, I work full-time uh, and, I, and like I said, I, I love what I do. Uh, and I have two children uh, and a husband uh, and um, Connor, my son, has autism and intellectual disability. So I suppose our, our house and our life is just maybe a little bit more, more complicated. Um, and like work and family, they're, they're the two things that I do. Uh, now, I do try and when I'm in work, I'm in work mm-hmm. and I'm with the family. I'm with the family. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't tend to, okay, sometimes you might have to check your email or sometimes there might be a bit, an odd, you know, half hour Zoom call that you have to do or something like that. But really, for the main and in the main, if I'm with them, I'm with them. Um, so I think the kind of try and focus. And I think, especially during COVID and working from home, that has been a really, really hard part of life, mm. that blurring from one to the other. And you're always on because you're always checking the phone. Um, and I think we all felt that because we were at home, we had to justify the fact that we were working. So you must be email answering, you know, so if you're working, you're checking your emails all the time. So you must be answering your emails all the time. Yes. Um, and, you know, when you're in the office, you have a coffee break and you go for lunch and somebody yep. comes into the office for a chat and, you know, all those things happen. Uh, so I think we put ourselves under a lot of pressure um, and I think we have yet to find maybe the balance there. Yeah. Uh, so I do try to find the balance there in that when I'm in work, I'm in work. And when I'm with the family, I'm with the family. Um, and I have great and I have great friends um, mm. who are probably in very similar situations to me. And I think that's really important. Yes. Uh, and I think girl, girlfriends and, and women, women's friends are particularly important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think to have friends who are in the same space as you and can empathize. And, you know, I'm, I'm a great person for better out than in. So yes. I, I'm a great one for you know, ah, giving out. <laughs> and, and then I feel immediately better. Um, and they, and, you know, I hope I'm the person that they can do the same too. Uh, so I suppose friends are, are very important. Um, and actually, I suppose... I don't know, Mary Cassidy, the, you know, who used to be the state pathologist, she was yeah. on Tommy Tiernan one night 
and uh, she said that her her children used to say to her like you have no friends and no hobbies and uh, she said and I, t I totally I suppose saw myself in it she said my two most important things are my family and my work and so you know while the two of those things were going on that's what I wanted to focus on so and when I'm retire I can you know I can do all those other things but she said for the moment and I actually I suppose that really resonated with me yes yeah, it, I think the work-life balance is always a little bit mythical sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and they both yeah. seep into each other yeah. a lot of the yeah. time. So yeah. but and it you is... do your best. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I've done a lot of uh, I've done a lot of courses, uh, I suppose, through my son. Um, and uh, you know, there's a phrase in, the, in one of the courses that uh, sometimes good enough is good enough. Yeah. And that actually is a phrase that we should all learn about life in general. Yes. Yeah. women tend to strive for excellence mm -hmm. like we yeah. and it's the yeah. guilt the mother's guilt and then family yeah. guilt and everything and then work yeah. guilt all yeah. Yeah, yeah. modeled yeah. up together so yeah. it's a yeah. constant feeling of guilt yeah and um, so finally what would you say to someone particularly woman start, starting on her career journey today any motivational thoughts you've mentioned a good few motivational yeah and i'm going there. to repeat them apologies yeah. <laughs> uh, i you know i think you like do what you love Okay. Um, and and you know what? Like, if that's staying at home with the children for a few years or forever or whatever, well, then that's what you do. Like, you know, do what you love. Um, or if that's going to work or working part time or totally changing direction, you know, it's it's all fine. You know, do what you love. Um, and you know, be brave and back yourself. Um, and I suppose know yourself and who you are and what you can do and kind of trust in that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you know, that kind of trust in yourself and that belief in yourself is really important um, for, for work life and, and for personal life. Thank you, Eva, for this fabulous interview. I've definitely taken points and I can like a lot of your notes have re res resonated yeah. with me. So I have really enjoyed this interview and thank you so much for supporting us on our International okay. Women's Day. Thanks so much, so, Liz. It was really um, lovely to do it.